Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, we are back here for the third and final part of the mock trade deadline 2020. We're going to finish out every possible trade that we can think of and then go over this process, see what we learned that we can apply to the actual trade market, pick a most realistic and most unrealistic deal as well. Remind you of what happened in part two. We started off with a Knicks-Lakers trade for Marcus Morris. It was Marcus Morris for Kyle Kuzma, Avery Bradley, and Marcus Cousins. And then in a related transaction, Reggie Bullock was exchanged for Quinn Cook. Next up, the Blazers get out of the tax, or very close to it, trading the recently acquired Trevor Ariza, a lotto-protected first-rounder in 2020 that then becomes reverse-protected and only goes if it's 15 to 20 in 2021, back to lottery-protected in 2022, and becomes a second-rounder if it doesn't convey. And the Blazers get Jay Crowder, so I think they felt like they're upgrading, might get a player they could potentially re-sign who is younger, and also save a ton of money. The Clippers acquire Andre Guadalla. They trade Mo Harkless, Jerome Robinson, and 2021 and 2023 second-rounders that they have from Detroit to get Iguodala. The Sacramento Kings trade with the Pelicans. Pelicans upgrading from Nicola Melli to Nemanja Bialica, and the Kings for their trouble get a 2020 Cleveland first rounder that's protected one through 10. So almost certainly is going to turn into two Cleveland seconds. That's the pick that went to Atlanta years ago in the Kyle Korver trade. That that seems like ages, doesn't it? The Sixers get their man with Derek Rose in exchange for Zaire Smith and Kyle O'Quinn. Kyrie Thomas also going to the Sixers in that deal. Sixers had to give up 2020 Atlanta second rounder that they had and a 2021 New York second rounder to the Detroit Pistons. And now the conclusion of the 2020 mock trade deadline. So after that Rose trade, maybe the best way to do this now, there are just a lot of equivalent players that are probably available. A lot of them got talked about in the introduction. So why don't we leave it up to teams that actually want those players to go ahead and inquire about who they're making the biggest priorities. You want to pick someone to start or should we just <laughs> start with anyone but me? <laughs> well, I've, I think I've made the most trades. My teams have made a lot of progress. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I'm running around on the targets. You don't have to make any moves for like the next five mock trade deadlines just because of that four teamer that you came up with <laughs> completely on your own. That actually worked for all four of the teams. That was uh, the only part that wasn't on my own was KP and the Trailblazers pushing me to include an extra first rounder. Oh. <laughs> Do what I can. Uh, uh, you okay, go ahead, you go, KP. You yeah, go, you go first. Danny. I feel like I, the players I am interested in are pretty low level. Yeah, mine are, mine are kind of low level too. I mean, especially with the, the four teamer, some of my teams got their big stuff handled. Uh, I wanted to talk with the Spurs just as more of a conceptual conversation. Minnesota has 
Alan Crabb's expiring contract. And we were wondering, and it's fine either way, if you were how you felt about moving somebody like Patty Mills or Rudy Gay, basically in a straight up deal where you get off their salary. And if if we, we don't really want to add much more than that because we're not going to be competitive this year. But if you were amenable, we could do something along those lines. Maybe. No, there's no reason to trade them unless it's uh, for value. Okay, uh, and- as the Spurs here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, perhaps. No reason to really trade them unless there's value. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I think I was the Spurs all of a sudden? Oh, man. Because we never know if the Spurs are buyers or sellers because they usually do nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say that one of the things I'm looking for as Minnesota and a couple of my other teams is is that idea of trading expiring salary for mul- for for somebody with multiple years, but the challenge is going to be finding somebody who the other team is thinking the same thing, you know? Like, I've compiled lists. It's something I wrote about recently, and, and it's just, it's not, it's not really, like, I have Justice Winslow on that. Just The Heat aren't going to do that for Justice Winslow. KB, before you go, or, or Nate, can I just throw this one out there? Because I don't think there's anyone out there. So I just want you guys to think about this. Uh, Bucks here. We have this Pacers pick. I'm going to say one more time. We would like to get... I don't think there's that defender we want. So we'd be willing to settle for a scorer, ideally, at shooting guard. But they got to be good enough to play for us. We'll, you know, we'd, We take Wesley Matthews out of the lineup. We're losing something defensively. they got to be good enough to play for us. they got to be worth that Pacers first rounder. If there's somebody who I don't think is available, uh, who a team would be uh, willing to give up for that mid first round pick let me know okay kp if you want to uh, jump in well <laughs> well nothing happens there but just in case somebody thinks of something <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think easily i mean just not good enough i yeah. i that was very helpful <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't think any of my teams like the reason my teams suck is because they don't have anybody like that I, <laughs> <laughs> all right well jazz here we wanted to call the orlando magic about kim birch ah interesting Okay, what can you offer, Jazz? Uh, he could be available. I mean, we've we've committed to Mo Bamba as our backup center of the future. All right, well, our first thought would be to try to build something around Ed Davis, and we can include, we have the Warriors 2021 second round pick and our 2022 second round pick. Warriors 21 second round pick and Jazz 22. So neither of those is that sexy. I expect the Warriors to be back in the playoffs next year. And we got to also take on salary for next year of Ed Davis. If we wanted to re-sign Evan Fournier, taking on that money for a guy who isn't really that good, isn't going to play for us, nah, I I don't think that's quite enough. I'm sorry. If it were just straight up expiring salary, then maybe we could start to think about that. Um, But yeah, neither of those picks projects to be in the top 15 of the round. So they're, I think, just holding on to Ken Birch and, I mean, he's, you know, he started some games for us at power forward recently, and if Mobaba doesn't develop or gets hurt or something, he's it, we think he's better than Ed Davis. Would you have more interest in Tony Bradley is the salary? Huh. Bradley next year? Maybe if makes... you decline that option. <laughs> well. Yeah. Bradley next year makes pretty similar. You know, I'd save about a million from him over Davis. About, about 1.5. <sighs> No, I think this is one of those ones where, like, Kem Birch is kind of an organizational win for us, so it, we'd need something a little bit sexier there. Okay. Thanks for asking, though. You're welcome. Nuggets? Yes. Can we... I, I think there's just a conversation that, that a bunch of teams will want to have about how you're valuing Malik Beasley. He, okay. You know, pending restricted free agent, easy to match salary. Um, so, like, Oklahoma City, because we could fold this in with the Robertson deal... We have, you know, this outcoming and incoming salary. Um, 
we're not giving up a first for Malik Beasley, but we do have some we do have some seconds that are like we have we have seconds and things like that, and we're just wondering where your where your head is at and what you're looking for. Like we could take on some salary too now that we have this flexibility, depending on how what you what you're wanting most. Yeah, we're not super eager to take on salary or to shed salary. I mean, it, it wouldn't be a bad thing, but we don't have specific plans that's earmarked for. It doesn't look like you have a second round pick that is likely to be in the top, you know, 10, 10 picks of the round. And I think that's definitely what we're going to want to get as a minimum for Malik Beasley. Okay. Is there anyone who does have that kind of pick out there for Malik Beasley? Yeah, let me think about it for some of my teams. One second here. A Timberwolves, we would give up. We would give up uh, our, and we through the through the Covington trade. We also have flexibility in terms of that. We could give up our own second this year. Okay, now that, now we're talking. That's that's in the ballpark. What's what's your matching salary? Because we can't add. Well, no, salary. with within the Covington can, trade, I think we can fold this in with the Covington gotcha. trade because we shed money in that deal. We definitely need more teams involved in that trade. We absolutely <laughs> well, do. or yeah, or you could just take them into a trade exception. Yeah, we could take them into deal. a trade exception. There are a bunch of different ways to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah, Beasley only makes two point seven this year. What is that asset that you're offering Minnesota? Our own, our own second for this year. Your own second. So let's say fortieth. Yeah, Hornets are thinking about it here. Hornets would. Uh, Dwayne Bacon might have some interest to us. Straight up, great. Sounds like a good deal. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, let me see if any other of my teams would have some interest. Also, Plumlee's currently out. Maybe we bring Billy Aaron Gomez back to uh, reunite him with his brother, even though we're going to trade his brother probably in a second. <laughs> Charlotte, you guys still have that Cleveland second-round pick, right? We would be very interested in that. Yeah. Sixers here, we're trying to think about... Um, so we traded our um, we traded two of our premium ones for Derrick Rose. But, I mean, this... No, because we'd have to pay him next year. No, Sixers are out. But this is such a cheap price, I'm considering it. Yeah, you never know who might get traded from that Sixers team that would change your finances going forward. So Minnesota's own second. I'm trying to decide whether he fits in Beasley. With We've got Rozier already. We've got Devontae Graham. We've still got Malik Monk as well. Yeah, I think we really need something that's more, someone that's more of a three. Um, although, yeah, no, I, I, think, I think we're probably out at that price. So he doesn't, we, we've got a lot of other guys at that position. All right. Anyone? Any other takers? Um, Warriors might have some interest. Are you guys have? Do you guys have that kind of second round pick? Yeah, we're probably looking at. It, it, we have our twenty twenty two second, the double draft, <laughs> potentially. Although we haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, we enough. think you guys are potentially going to be pretty good. Then this Minnesota pick looks very certain to be in the top forty this year. They're very likely to be in the top forty this year. So M- Mavericks um, here. Do you have oh, any interest in Kevon Looney as a cheap backup center option for next year? If we felt better about his health, maybe, but we don't feel great There's about it. There's no health. reason to feel bad about his health at all. Sure, he <laughs> has only played 10 games and no one knows what his actual injury is, but that that shouldn't be a factor, really. <laughs> uh, Ma- Mavericks here. We're interested in Glenn Robinson the third for something like a second rounder, and so maybe that gives Golden State the second rounder necessary for this. If you get that, uh, if you get, we get our own second, second rounder yeah. back? No. All right, yeah, it's going to take something at that level, I think, for GR3. We, although really? we don't have real great bird rights on him, we want to just keep him around in our system. We think he's well, a great fit just, next to the guys we just, have. Just as a calibrator, the Clippers were interested in GR3 as well, and what we're offering is not a pick. It is to take on Jacob Evans' contract for this year next. No, that's not really enough. Okay. It's just it's just money for us next year. Um, we think it'll the, the price will be much cheaper 
next uh, uh, over the summer. There's no impetus to do this now. Um, yeah, so it sounds like that be- that uh, Minnesota deal for Beasley is the one, huh? Yeah, I mean, that's currently tied for 35th. So it's a pretty good pick. And uh, if you guys could give us Gerald Green and we can get his insurance money, then uh, absolutely, we got a deal. And theoretically, if we structured this as separate trades, then Gerald Green could actually re-sign with the I was the just going to say that. Yep. <laughs> if, if somehow he gets healthy, he's on our playoff roster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of my teams have really a vacancy at shooting guard. So well, and, and what's so? I mean, now that it's done from Minnesota's perspective, I wasn't anticipating Malik Beasley wasn't even on really originally on my target list. But when I was thinking about the asset and just for their purposes, I mean, hey, he's a pretty good player that they can get for that, and maybe his restricted rights end up being valuable. Agreed. Uh, should we talk about Wancho now? Yeah, we could. What are you looking for for him? Similar, I would say. Yeah, I mean that's tough though. Like Beasley has, has done a lot more than Wancho has. Wancho's per minute numbers have always been quite strong. I don't, I don't feel like I need to remind this group that Wancho, you know, his background. All right, here's the thought. We're just going to throw this out here. Detroit, yeah. you got some of those valuable Philly picks in the Derrick Rose trade, correct? Would you be interested in sending one of those in Zaire Smith to us for Wancho? Yeah, it just seems like we could always, we could, like, you guys aren't going to re-sign him or shoot to free agency. Like, if we really wanted him, we could give him, like, part of our mid-level next year. Um you know, it's like so the having I think like teams who really want him where it doesn't really do you much good to have him this year like hey we'll just get him in free agency because the nuggets aren't going to resign him they probably will not tender him okay see we can fold him in with some of our other stuff but we we can't offer a pick like that we can do our own which is you know it's probably a little bit below the 45 threshold but not too bad and I mean that'd be better for you guys than nothing probably yeah, at that point, we're probably inclined to just keep him and, you know, in case we have some injuries. It, Would it you be interested in Abdel Nader? Nah, I don't think he moves the needle for us. Uh, Warriors here. What about our, our 2022 second? Mm, nah, again, too much downside. Well, you know what another downside is? Losing him for absolutely nothing this summer. Yeah, but we still have him for the rest of this season. If we, I mean, as well as Michael Porter Jr. has played this year, we can't feel completely confident he's not going to deal with any injuries going forward. And Aaron Gomez is our best replacement for him. We've also got, you know, Paul Millsap's been banged up lately. Mason Plumlee's out. So we don't, don't necessarily want to compromise our depth unless we're getting a premium second-round pick. Hmm. Sixers here. We have... A 2023 second that will either, it's the most favorable of Atlanta, Charlotte, and Brooklyn. So it's obviously an uncertain thing because that's years and years from now. But, I mean, I think the odds are that one of those three teams is going to suck. So if, if that if that's enough, we can... Those, we, those are pretty good odds. I, I do agree with that. <laughs> you guys still have Dallas's second round pick this year? Yeah, if you'd prefer that, we can do that. Well, no, I would. I was wondering in addition because we'd like to be able to just you know have an extra second round pick to get someone cheap on our roster for next year, since we don't have our own second round pick. Well, how about we do our? How about we do the worst of our own pick in Dallas? They'll probably be pretty close, but that. Okay, so the worst of your own pick in Dallas is this year, and the better of Atlanta, Charlotte, and Brooklyn in two thousand twenty-three. Uh, yeah. What's your matching salary? Well, I think um, we. Let me see. Do- I was thinking we could fold this in with the Rose deal, but we can't because no. that was oh great. Uh, would James Ennis work? I believe Ennis he would. is in their rotation. Oh no, but I'm thinking uh, maybe Jonah Bolden. Jonah Bolden, yeah, that does not work. Shake Milton. Name makes even less. Well, no, I'm saying 
Milton and oh, oh, I see. Bolden. Mil- Milton was maybe going to Detroit, or, or I'm sorry, no, that's I. I always confuse him and Kyrie Thomas. <laughs> so never mind. <laughs> Kyrie Thomas, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, this we, is getting too uh, complicated for me. Yeah, we could do Bolden and Milton. Yeah, I don't think either of those guys is is a huge part of our plans, and I I, I think the the roll of the dice on Wancho is better. So yeah, I would do that trade as Philly. Okay. I, I'm kind of bummed I would have preferred the Zaire Smith construction before you made that other trade. Well, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been more sympathetic about it. Ah, I mean, as as Philly getting out of this with like a much deeper rotation is pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And Hernan Gomez, they could, might be able to re-sign to squeeze him. That's exactly year. that's exactly why I had him on my list the whole time is because I thought that they could actually really use his restricted rights. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see whether... Is Mike Scott... He's still on Philly at this point, right? Technically, yes. Yeah. Well, so that'll be, that'll be interesting to see whether Hernan Gomez or Mike Scott gets that, that rotation spot there. What, yeah. what was the name? The Quiet Silent Tournament? What, quiet Tournament? The Quiet, the quiet tournament. tournament. Yeah. Yeah. We had a new one of those. <laughs> yeah. Well, so... Some of those guys were so quiet they uh, <laughs> they didn't really even end up <laughs> figuring in it at all. But Furcon, look at Furcon now. Yeah. All right. So what what do we got here? Let's uh, let's mark it down. Okay. So the trade is Wancho for Jonah Bolden. Jonah Bolden. Shake Shake Milton. Milton. Worst, the worst of the wor- 2020 Dal slash Philly two and better of 2023 Atlanta Brooklyn. Charlotte too. Yeah, this is funny because he's a guy that I think we like more than a lot of people. But I think this is good. Philly moving off of some of these second round picks, maybe some would argue "quote unquote" overpaying, but they have so many of these that it's worth it to trade them in for guys who can play right now. Well, and it's crazy because even given all the ones I've already I've already traded. They still have the Knicks twenty twenty second. Yeah, I never moved that one. That was the one I really didn't want to move for no, some I reason. I didn't realize you had still had that one. I would have pushed uh-huh. for it. Okay, so the Denver guys get moved. Any other teams really want to make some affirmative bids for some of these guys? Hawks here. Yeah, we'd, we'd like to call up Sacramento about Dwayne Dedman return. Well, you know he's very valuable to us, <laughs> as you well know, since you had him last year all right here here's what we're thinking is okay. we'll send you evan turner for Dwayne deadman and yogi farrell and to take on that you know next year's deadman salary plus the uh the partial guarantee in 21 22 we'd like back your next two second round picks we or, or you know what yeah two two second round picks a second round pick each of the next years that you think is going to be in the top half of the round i mean which how you want to structure that is fine with us since you guys have so many second rounders so we're we're giving up a second to get off of Deadman is what this boils down to. Seconds each of the next two years. Oof, we do but have guys a lot have, of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know that like getting off of him really. You have eight second round picks over the next two years. Well, now but here, here's Washington the thing pick. though. Like we, we might as well just wait till the summer to do it. I mean, his value is never going to be lower than it is right now. He might actually play for us and increase that a little bit. He, we might he might even start playing better to where we would be interested in keeping him. And we don't know if we're even going to need this. But, you know, we'll see what Bogdanovich gets because we're keeping him now. Seems like more of a summer move for us rather than giving up a bunch of value right now. Okay. As third party, can I just throw out what if that was one second rounder in that deal? Who says no? I would probably still do it as Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, now now we're starting to... 
I, yeah, I just don't see Sacramento giving up, giving anything up right now. Like, I think they would do it. We would do it just to dump him, and you can just have him. I th- I think if it's a single second, as long as it's not like one of the obvious best ones in this draft, my guess is Sacramento would do it just to get yeah. rid of the headache. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why is it a headache. Like the the reason he wanted to be traded is because he wasn't playing. Uh, it sounded like is there was some like lack of trust with Luke Walton more than just not playing. Uh, yeah, but who doesn't have that issue with him <laughs> at this point? And he's just playing now because Rashawn Holmes is injured. Like right. Holmes is going to come back. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, yeah. I think well, Nate's stance is very fair and reasonable. I also think if they could do it for the single second rounder, they probably would begrudgingly. Just to yeah, guess. I mean, it's just it's too. Also, the optics are too negative. There, we just signed this guy, and now we're giving up value to get off of him. I think I think you just let it play out a little bit more. I mean, there was a thought behind getting him that he could fit okay. Sure. I, I also think the concern with Atlanta is it or, opens or up back. other center options in the off season if you're just waiting. True. Like the Hawks aren't, well, I'm saying like the Hawks won't from, necessarily be there for the Kings. Yeah. But someone else might be. Well- BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Man, it is crazy to think that I've been working with Helix Sleep since 2015. And I think that's because my story with them seems to really resonate with listeners. If you've never heard it before, that was kind of the beginning of the direct-to-consumer boom. And there was another very prominent mattress company at that time that was trying to convince you that mattresses were one-size-fits-all. They found the one formula, the one mattress that was going to work for everyone. My then-girlfriend, now-wife, and I ordered that mattress. We ended up having to return it because, hey, guess what? Not everyone is the same. And then she did some more research and found Helix Sleep. We took their sleep quiz and we found a mattress that actually worked for us and our body types. And uh, Helix offers 20 unique mattresses. Everybody sleeps differently. And Helix mattresses are designed for specific sleep positions and field preferences. Hot or cold, side sleeper, back sleeper. So take that Helix sleep quiz. Find your perfect mattress in under two minutes and it's shipped straight to your door free of charge. It's no risk because you really need to sleep on the mattress in your own home. You're like, well, how should I order this if I can't sleep? I'm like, yeah, you're not going to learn anything by going to the mattress store and sleeping on the mattress where do I take my shoes off? Do I leave my shoes on? But then my feet kind of hang off the bed because I don't want to put my shoes on the bed. And is it weird that I'm laying here for more than 30 seconds? You can't tell anything under those circumstances. You might as well just order it, get it sent to your house, get that 100 night trial. They're 10 to 15 year warranty, depending on the model. And there's never been a better time to try a Helix Sleep mattress because they are offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash capspace. Easy to slash capspace. We talk about all the time here on the program. That's helixsleep.com slash capspace. This is their best offer yet. I can attest to that since I've been working with them for nine years. And it won't last long with Helix. Better sleep starts now. Don't forget that slash capspace URL to let them know that you came from us. Man, I just love American Giant. Just an amazing 
clothing company. I was reminded again of how much I love it when I drove from California to Montana over the all-star break. And you know what it's like when you're on a long road trip and it's cold, particularly when it starts off warm in the Bay. And then we get into some really cold areas. You're like, well, I don't want to wear like my jacket in the car, but then I get out to fill gas. I'm going to be freezing, but the American giant hoodie was perfect because despite being made out of a nice heavy material that'll keep you warm, it's not too hot as well. So I was able to wear it in the car, not be too hot, step out of the car and still be warm enough when I was filling up gas or going into a restaurant or something that I didn't feel like I needed my jacket, even when it was cold outside. These things are amazingly durable. I proposed to my wife wearing an American giant hoodie in the Grand Canyon almost seven years ago. I still own that same hoodie. I still wear it constantly. And American giant has since spread out into all sorts uh, of other types of clothing like their premium slub crew tee the no bs high-rise pant the slim roughneck pant featured in giant magazine issue two every american giant piece is made in america and designed to last no exceptions and it provides year-round comfort so find a closet staple for every part of your spring days at american-giant.com and get 20 percent off your first order when you use that finger code capspace at checkout please remember we talk about capspace all the time here on the program that's 20 percent off your first order at american-giant.com don't forget that cap space code to let them know you came from us anyone who's seen our youtube videos knows that i don't wear formal stuff all the time so when it's time to dress up rather than dress down i highly recommend inochino they were the official outfitter of my wedding i got my tux from there all my groomsmen got their sport jackets from there as well i felt really good about having them be the outfit of my wedding because all my groomsmen were going to get stuff that they could continue to wear that fit them perfectly because when you go somewhere else you're not going to get something that's made for you so why not measure yourself in 10 minutes or visit a showroom rather than feeling like you're wearing somebody else's suit that they tried and failed to tailor for you and not only does indochino have the suits that made them famous but now they've got everything blazers pants women's wear outerwear designed and made for you hundreds of high quality fabrics to choose from european wools linen cottons tons of colors tons of patterns you can customize things like the lapel the vents the pockets and you'll get a piece that is personalized for you in fit and style level up your game with indochino go to indochino.com use the code capspace using our capspace we talk about all the time here on the program you get 10 percent off any purchase of 399 dollars or more that's 10 percent off at indochino i-n-d-o-c-h-i-n-o indochino.com and don't forget that capspace code to let them know that you came from us Let's circle back with the Pistons then about Andre Drummond, that that offer that we made earlier of Evan Turner, Alex Len, and the OKC lottery-protected 2022 first-round pick for Drummond is still out there. Lottery-protected 2022. Yeah, I guess it's just what do you think uh, of OKC? And then what does that become afterwards? Two OKC seconds? Yes, in 24 and 25. Oh, so it actually gets pushed back. So you have the risk of the seconds don't come until they're good anyway again oh this is tough it does at least sound like a first though right you can sell it yeah maybe plus actually yeah would evan turner basically played on every team in the central division at this point a a key consideration he's not played on the Cavs, has he or the bulls all right i think i think we'll do it we'll do it all right we got our center so evan turner alex len if you want to throw in a minimum salary guy then that's that's all right yeah i guess that would work although drummond would have to i guess waive part of his uh we'd have to waive much of his trade bonus then to make or no no he wouldn't he wouldn't never mind 
it would still work. So we do we need the minimum salary or no? We don't just if you wanted to clear that roster spot that way instead of simply waving Frazier or O'Quinn. Yeah. Yeah, who we got. I think we can wave O'Quinn. That seems fine. Are we we're saving money in this, right? Yes. Yeah. We're saving because we're, we money. are right up against the tax. That's that's actually another reason to do this is just save some cash. How do you guys feel about that from Atlanta's perspective? If that's the price for Drummond? I, I, I'm of the belief that if Atlanta wants Drummond, they shouldn't pit trade for him now. Same. And I also, it sounds like they increasingly think that, especially after trading for Teague, like some of the appeal for Atlanta doing it now was so they're not all the way in rock bottom. But Teague helps with that and gives the Hawks more leeway to wait for the summer to go after Drummond. Yeah. But I, mean, I don't I think. think I think the price is low enough at that point, given that it's probably not a first-round pick, that it's worth just having him for the next two months and also evaluating him for that period of time to be sure. Sure. And the chance that he p- picks up his player option, which would be the best thing for the Hawks because then you know that aligns him with 21 cap space. Sure. No, I don't think it's a, a bad trade for the Hawks. I, I just think it's a different direction than they'd actually go. What, what to me is striking about the Drummond stuff is, and I mean, I have the Clippers who... I also I've, they don't really have the kind of matching salary for Drummond. But if it's not the Hawks, I just don't really see where it, where it materializes from somebody else. I, I think that's a very correct take. I'm, I have a lot of drought, doubt about Drummond actually getting traded because the list of teams where it could work is short. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you just say have to overcome their internal of like, all right, you know, I guess we'll just keep him around. I mean, and, and for the Pistons, Drum, I, I wonder how they would feel about Drummond opting in. Yeah, you get off of the risk of that happening potentially. Exactly, and that's why I think for Detroit, it might be it might be palatable to just do it for nothing. But well, but other than other than the optics. Yes, other than the optics. Uh, I want to throw I want to throw a player out there um, as the potentially trading team, as opposed to the acquiring team. Um, does anybody? So as Chicago, Thaddeus Young, we we we're probably going to keep him. But if somebody's really interested in him, you know, has that pretty favorable structure of a partial guarantee in the third season making so so people have it he's making 12.9 this year 15 13.5 next year and then it has 4.2 but that 4.2 is only i believe partially guaranteed so if anybody wants him we, we're not we, it needs to be positive value but i could see him helping some teams that's why i wanted to ask none of my teams would be interested we're all rebuilding basically so one thing I had kind of thought about is uh, with the net, something along the lines of Spencer Dinwiddie and DeAndre Jordan for uh, Lowry Markinen and Thaddeus Young. Uh, seems a little bit far-fetched, but just yeah, something we're, that entered yeah, my we're mind. Not, we're not giving up Markinen for a deal with that. Little, I mean, I like Dinwiddie a lot. Yeah. Nets can't give up Dinwiddie anyway. He he is the uh, the guy who got Kyrie. Uh, he he was the guy who got Kyrie, and now we're past that. I. I I don't think they're rushing to move him, but look at they—they they they're bringing him off the bench now. I think that does open some things up. You know, the Blazers would have interest in him, but I don't think you guys have enough expiring contracts to make that work for Whiteside, which was what is what we would need to do. Is that for Thaddeus Young or Dinwiddie? Thaddeus Young. Yeah. I mean, not that we wouldn't love more point guards. <laughs> yeah, Chicago doesn't really yeah. have that much do- in the way of expiring salaries. It's it's kind of uh, you could I mean, do you, you got- could do Young Dunn Young Dunn and Valentine would work. If you guys took, well, yeah, then you guys would have to take Wenya and Gabriel back. In an well, but I mean, that, that's just basically as st- you wouldn't give up a pick of any value in that. And we're giving up Dunn's restricted rights, which could be useful. Correct. And as of Valentine, who is a core part of our future. Yeah, I, I think I think it's just too hard. Like I, I've spent a long time working on Thaddeus Young trade. Like I started thinking about him from a variety of perspectives before I even had the Bulls, and I just couldn't find one that made sense. But I, I feel like he's somebody who there's going to be conversations about. It just won't happen. 
Yeah, war- Warriors might be interested in looking at him for the Iguodala trade exception over the summer. Mm-hmm. It's a good call. Uh, all right, I'm going to just throw, throw a few names out here for my teams here since we're uh, so, some of the best, I, I would say. Tristan Thompson? Does anybody else need a center at this point in time? We are not buying him out. How about Marvin Williams? Uh, Rockets here. Once you get bought out. Hello. <laughs> Jazz here. We yeah, would this- love to welcome you back to Utah after you get bought out. The problem, this like is, this is this is this is Mitch Kupchak. <laughs> Stop it! Hey, hey, can you pass along a message to Marvin Williams for me, please? Uh, I mean, the problem is he makes so much money; it's really hard to aggregate enough salary where you're not giving up more value than Marvin Williams. What uh, What about uh, Dallas? Dallas would be interested, right? Trade Courtney Lee. We'd have so uh, Courtney Lee, the one idea we had, and maybe this is a trade by committee because I am both the Mavericks and the Grizzlies. It seems like there would be something there for Courtney Lee and a pick to Memphis. Uh, for Ariza or Harkless, and that's a little bit more in line with what Dallas needs than Marvin Williams. Yeah, let's. Well, uh, you, you should talk about that. So, you do you have both Dallas and Memphis? I do. I do. Does someone want to want to take over the Mavs? I mean, should we just do this by committee? Like, yeah. What, I mean, I, I feel like it's such a logical, there? simple thing that we can just kind of the four of us come up with the consensus of you know what's a fair return. So well, as a point yeah. of order here, Dallas, they have all their own f- seconds after this year. And then the only extras they have are that Warriors pick, which presumably they're not including. That's too and much, then, right. And then one from, they receive the more favorable of their and Miami's seconds, but that's all the way down in 23. So it's basically, you could think of it as their own picks in one of the next couple of years. Do we, oh, have, do we, have, do we have any thoughts on which player? They'd probably prefer Harkless, uh, but just in terms, I mean, I haven't even thought about the Grizzlies having both all of a sudden. Uh, like how they fit in Memphis, what the relative value is in Memphis for each of those guys. I, I think they'd probably Harkless doesn't fit that well, but Ariza kind of does. They probably want to hold on to Ariza and so, move Harkless. And, and I think Dallas would prefer Harkless. So let's let's say like Harkless for uh, I don't know the. Well, I, I could actually imagine Dallas being interested in Ariza because of the idea of defending some of those stronger wings. It, like, well, Harkless the, uh, can do that some too. Yeah. I mean, they're they're pretty similar. They are. Right, right. That's what. Right. Let's continue. I, mean, I think Harkless is just better. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that Memphis would probably rather get off that Ariza contract since I don't think he'd play as much, and he's got the one point eight million guaranteed next year. You don't think he would play much? I don't. I think Hork- Harkless would play over him. Well, I'm I saying if Harkless, like if one of them, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but I think I think to me, I would be looking to trade Ariza first. Sure, and I think the doubt, like, so okay, so we can just agree that they're similar and that Harkless is better and more valuable to either side. Well, so what's a, what's enough to give up? I mean, you basically you've got Justin Jackson. Don't have much else in terms of young guys. Have the rights to uh, Pateri Kalpanen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Still if I've ever right here on my sheet. I don't know if um, I've ever heard that name pronounced out loud. I'm like, who? Oh, that guy. Yep, <laughs> see it on my sheet all the time. Uh, I mean, Courtney Lee is just real easy matching salary. Uh, yeah, but I mean, does Memphis want to do that for just Dallas's crappy second? As, as opposed I don't think to, that's enough, and I think well, the Golden State is probably too much. But I think you, you can reason, answer. That I think for a reason it's fine. For a reason, maybe, right? Uh, or maybe multiple seconds for Harkless. Or if I don't like, would Memphis want Justin Jackson? Yeah, I mean, I I'm pretty low on him. That's that's why it gets a little tough on both sides because I'm yeah. Just although I guess Justin Harkless, the the good part about Harkless is you could potentially re-sign him with bird rights, whereas Ariza has the non-guarantee for next year that nobody's going to want to pick up. Right. So maybe that does make. I, I actually like Harkless's fit in Dallas, at, like next to Porzingis, where mm-hmm. he can kind of 
defend wings on one end and play like they did with Alfred Camino years ago as like the role man uh, at the four and Porzingis spacing out around that. I really like that, but I still think the Golden State second is too much to give up. Right, so I, I think Memphis that actually could stand to make this trade before the Clippers trade because now yeah. they need to create the roster spot for that. Two oh, oh how about they how don't about have this? any obvious player to cut? Other, I guess oh. just Jacks. How about this? What about uh, swapping the Golden State second for Memphis's second? I mean, I think, uh, I yeah, I, that moves you up like ten spots. Yeah, I, I think something more realistic would be Dallas trading a future second or two. Like if it takes two, Dallas probably would. Uh, so twenty-one and twenty-two for Harkless. Sure. I think that's pretty reasonable. I think that's fair. All right. I think it's our in. first trade by committee. <laughs> I thought my swap idea was a good one, but Yeah, I mean there's just some upside with a high second rounder. Like Yeah. Yeah, I just I'm not sure that that's enough for the Grizz, but two seconds? Uh, I mean it's Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. It's not a player they have any emotional attachment to. They acquired him. I don't know exactly how we're editing this, but 45 minutes ago. <laughs> Or maybe a day ago. All right, so no, nobody even willing to make an offer on Tristan Thompson or Marvin Williams at this point? No. Knicks, anyone interested in Taj Gibson? Only makes $8 million as a backup center option. Jazz? <laughs> Jazz, you guys maybe want to do something for Ed Davis? Mm, can't do that straight up. So I don't know they would be really eager to, I guess, if Nigel Williams-Goss maybe if we're not going to could Could you do both Davis and Bradley? We could, but I feel like Bradley probably has negative value for the Knicks at that point. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty redundant. Uh, I, I mean, I would make that same offer with Davis and, and Nigel Williams-Goss, the, the 2021 Warriors second and our 2022 second. Sold. Okay. And that also clears a roster spot for the Jazz, which could be useful in the buyout market. Like I mentioned, Marvin Williams would probably be a major target for them. Yeah, the Jazz have... Uh... Nothing really to offer. <laughs> other, other than a, a chance to come back to Salt Lake City. We had such a great oh, time the, previously, Marvin Williams. Man, the minivan is not going to be happy if you bring back Marvin Williams. I, we see them as complementary pieces. Just Williams offers a little more defensive flexibility. than it, It's just extra motivation, Nate. Yeah, we'll see. Marvin Williams might have bigger roles out there. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr.? Pistons actually uh, might be t- a t- little t- bit interested Timberwolves in him. Timberwolves here. Oh yeah. Um, we we just gave up one of our second. We don't. We wouldn't give more than a second round pick. Um, but it would be. But we could. We could probably do a future second if you're thinking in that price range. We won't go higher. Uh, one of your own seconds. Yeah. Unless unless you'd prefer the extra. We have an extra one from either Philly or Miami in 22. But I I think the assumption is that your ours would be better than that in 21 or 22. Yeah. I mean, could you just give us the best of those? Uh, we we like to do it one. I mean, so if you wanted, if you want to do, we'll give you one of those two. Sure, but we you should pick it now because if it slides over, then we lose a lot of flexibility. You know what I'm saying? So you can pick 21 or 22. Either is fine, but pick it now. Um, yeah, we'd probably want to go 21. And Detroit also has some interest here, but I have both the Pistons and the Knicks. I think the Minnesota pick is more favorable than. The Pistons, who are uh, who have a 2021 Lakers pick and 2023 Portland, and not really any of their own firsts. So, 2023 Portland versus 2021 Minnesota. 22021 Minnesota probably wins that. What are you sending back, Minnesota? I'm working do on. You it. still I think, have enough trade exception from I, all your I other think, deals. I think we do. Um, th- I haven't worked out. I'm working on the math right now. Um, Smith right this year makes 4.4. 
I think it would be possible to fold it in within the other stuff. If somebody else has it locked in, then you can let me know. Because we still have Cephalosha. We could even just like in, we had Gerald Green something else. I think it's I think it's pretty easy to do. Um, but I'm trying to piece it together. I mean, we could even just do like Vonley or Jordan Bell, something like that. Be fine. Does that work just straight up for one of those guys? I mean, we could do Cephalosha and Vonley. It would definitely be better if you could fold it in because the Knicks currently have 18 players on their roster. <laughs> <laughs> my my sheer terror of trying to recreate Feldman's Frankenstein trade. Um, I'm pretty confident it would though, because Minnesota lost shed salary in that shed salary in that deal. So and touching requirements would be pretty easy. I mean, Covington for Robertson and Smith works. So yeah, yeah. that w- that was what I was thinking. Great. All right, so let's summarize those last two again here. Taj Gibson to the Jazz for Ed Davis, Nigel Williams-Goss. Is that the other matching salary? Correct. 2021 Golden State 2 and 2022 Utah 2. And we just assume the Knicks are going to work out this whole roster spot thing? Yeah, I mean, they definitely could release, like, you know, I think Quinn Cook with that. And Cousins. Yeah. Yeah, no, so you just have to complete that trade first, and then do some of this other stuff. Yeah, I, right. I think, I think yeah. there are ways to there are ways to make it work. They also might be. I mean, depending on how deep, I don't think we're going to get deep enough in the weeds. They also might be trading other players are still on their roster. Yeah, Bobby Portis <laughs> still available. Wayne Ellington. Anybody interested in Wayne Ellington? Bucks. Do you feel any differently about him than you do about Langston Galloway? Yeah, we like Wayne Ellington a lot less. <laughs> so what do we have less? For pieces of business here, any teams that really have something they feel like they need to do? Uh, Portland's still looking to try to move Hassan Whiteside. Our goal is to get a center who's under contract for next season and an expiring contract and shave a little bit off our tax bill. So we were thinking of calling up the Hornets about a deal structured around Cody Zeller and Michael Kidd Gilchrist for Whiteside. So would that save you guys money? It would if you guys took back Caleb Swanigan. I don't know, can Neil O'Shea really do that again? Can he suffer the pain <laughs> of having traded Caleb Swanigan twice? Well, it would be Swan- the, the yeah. beauty of having two active Caleb Swanigan trade exceptions at the same time. You can't you can't reacquire him uh, again if you don't <laughs> trade him now. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Wait, but but isn't is there an aggregation issue here or is it okay? Uh let's see. I'm not sure I, mean, I have any trade exceptions as Charlotte. I mean, you could dump him somewhere else, probably. Right. You guys could also take back his own, yeah. Oh, no. Well, he might get a chance to flourish. I, I, as as the archbishop, I, th- I think I broadly support that. Well, I'll tell you what, Portland. I think Marvin Williams could actually really help you guys, too. It might be someone you'd be interested in re-signing with bird rights. If we swap him out for MKG, could we get a little more value back from you? No, because then that doesn't provide the tax savings. Well, there's got to be something else that we could take back from you to equalize that out. Not really. I mean, one of the challenges for the Blazers tax-wise is that they don't really have in-between tr- contracts that are tradable. It's all either stuff that's, you know, two million and below, or it's white side of twenty-seven million. So yeah, Marvin and Cody Zeller is too much right now, huh? And and you would prioritize Zeller over Marvin Williams. Yeah, because a really big part of this is so if we're trading Whiteside, Yusuf Nurkic, you know, we're hoping to come back around the All Star break, but he's going to still be on a minutes limit. He's probably not going to play every night, and we also can't be entirely certain what we're going to get from him next season. So it'd be nice to have a reliable center option uh, who's under contract for next year. Yeah, I mean, and Zach Collins. And yes, Cody obviously Zeller we can't play. A- obviously we can't play Zach Collins at center. Yeah, Zach Collins and Cody Zeller. 
together could be a devastating combination. <laughs> <laughs> the white combination to lead lead the, Portland to victory. There's just no subtlety with that one, is there? <laughs> I mean, Kelly okay. Olenek so, wasn't so what, are, what are you offering here? You you came to me with this idea. So, what's the? Uh, well, we're taking you know we're clearing 15 million off your books for next year. Depending so on it's basically just taking playoffs. taking Cody Zeller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that we're really. Yeah, no that that seems like a good idea. We could we could do better than that. I think in the free agent center market than with yeah. I didn't realize Cody actually made that much. So no, all right. I, I think we'd be willing to do that. So That's reasonable. Uh, will you take back his own? <sighs> Fine. <laughs> well, he's, he's got he's got the player option for next year. He right? does have a player option. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll send you some cash to cover that. Oh baby. Yeah, now, now, now we're talking. All right, we uh, you, you, you are, uh, you're Speaking appealing to Michael Jordan now, baby. <laughs> I'm trying to think if any of my teams have a sufficient trade ex- have a way to do it. Nah, it's not worth it. Just steal Hazonia. No. Okay, so final deal here: Hassan Whiteside for M and Hazonia for MKG and Cody Zeller. MKG makes 13. Cody Zeller makes 14.5 thrown in Hazonia, that gets Blazers out of the tax. Not quite out of the tax, but now close enough that a Wenyan Gabriel trade will take us out and give us the ability to sign someone to um, replace. Well, I'll tell all, you what. All my teams are very interested in Wendell Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> but Hornets are still interested in some cash. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we can we can just stipulate that that deal, uh, if you want to... Um, uh, would, would trading... Caleb Martin for Wenyan Gabriel would that get you out? I guess they're both no, they yeah because they both too count close the same. to one another. Yeah, uh, J- Jalen McDaniel's might, but we'd rather just sign someone to fill that roster spot. Okay, well, yeah, I mean it's just a question of having enough roster spots if you wanted to throw Gabriel into this trade that we already have. But if you're getting rid of those players, then I think you can probably afford to eat the salary. Yeah. So the Blazers are out of the luxury tax, in the, much like the Rockets, a complete coincidence. <laughs> well, they, they at least uh, aren't a theoretical championship contender. They made the conference finals last year, Nate. Don't forget that. So next place to go here, Warriors are trying to move Kevon Looney. He makes 4.4 this year and gets a little bit of raises. He's about a, five, a three-year, $14 million contract, has a player option on the last year of that. And... Jacob Evans, as well as Alec Burks, who I think would still have some uh, some appeal to somebody. But the idea is we want to get out of the tax, and we could make our 2022 second and the 2020 Utah second available. Who who actually has a trade exception that could take in Looney at this point? Dallas, you guys still have some of the Barnes exception left over. Now is the point where you tell me why you're not willing to do it. No, I mean I I guess we're (laughs) well the. Because of Looney's health and the money he makes are the reasons not to. Uh, and also a roster spot. Uh, theoretically, we could wave Ryan broke off. Theoretically. But only would, theoretically. Would, would uh, Jordan Poole interest you at all? Well, now we're even tougher on roster spots. If it, So it's probably got to be picks. Well, it could be Poole rather than Evans. Mm. We could give you Alec Burks for free. He could help you. Could he? Not that he's like awful or anything, but I feel like we've got enough depth there that he's not going to really get on the court. Well, is anyone else interested in Burks for uh, a second rounder? Doesn't even have to be a good one. The Sixers would have been interested, but once we got Derrick Rose, that filled 
kind of that need that we had in our mind. D- Derek Rose might get injured. He might. You have a million second round picks, even just one of your own seconds. We'd do it at this point. Well, the problem is also we we now have a roster spot crunch has came up in the the trades before. Like we just don't really we don't really have that many spots now because we added Wancho and we added without really giving up play people. So. No, I think that could solve because you traded two for one for Wancho. Okay, well then if we can do it for our own if we can do it for our own second and we have a roster spot, sure, that's fine. Anybody else interested in Alec Burks Lakers? Lakers have some interest, but we have so few second round picks. They're pretty precious at this point. I've got all of them through 23 through 26, right? And we also, you know, we added two players to our wing rotation, even though we subtracted one in Bradley. So, yeah, even though he could help us, I don't know that he he's clearly getting on the court. Yeah. Well, the price is pretty low. So Houston, Uh, I think we'd rather try our luck in the buyout market. Well, there's no chance Alec Burks will be available there. But how how about Boston? Boston needs another like semi-reliable wing. Yeah, we could have some interest. Also has an open roster spot after the Capella trade. Yeah, you you need some more. I, I mean, just like a rotation body who's a veteran. So how are we going to send out Do you think, do you think their second is going to be better than ours? Because or could we just, I guess we could just take him with a minimum salary. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so what's you guys up? have the less what? favorable of Brooklyn and New York second round picks this year, which presumably yeah. will be the Nets. How dare you, Kevin, betraying me. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were getting to that. Well, Philly, if you, if you want to take it, prevent Boston from getting him, you can certainly trump their offer. Nah. So, so the, what Philly's offering its own second rounder? Yes. Which I guess is better than our second rounder. Probably. That we also don't have anyway. Yeah. Well, you have future ones. Sure. But yeah. So if you go with that, uh, that Nets pick, which is probably going to be the 45th selection. Uh, sure. Okay. This seems reasonable. Don't really like it, but don't dislike it. Like more action. So let's do it. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad deal. No, it's not. It's not an exciting deal. Yeah, we, we I mean, don't tell the listeners this, but we, we might be out of those. Yeah, it seems like nobody really has any needs anymore at this point. So maybe we should just wrap. This is good. 14 trades. It's not bad for what we thought would be a quiet deadline. Do we think the actual deadline will have more or less than 14 trades? Between now and the deadline? Let's say the week of. Starting like Monday through Thursday. I think probably less, but not by much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think really all of the obvious trade candidates, other than maybe Marvin Williams, got moved. And I think it's realistic that Williams didn't get traded for the reasons that we gave. I think a lot of teams will prefer to see him get bought out. All right. I'm sad that my lightning rod idea wasn't that good. I should institute that earlier this next year. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that for next year. Uh, Well, so uh, big takeaways here as we went through this process. For me, the gargantuan difference in value between the certain group of forwards that people actually liked and everyone else. Yeah, like who who you're actually willing to give up a first-round pick for. Um, The thing that was the takeaway for me is if Bogdanovich and Bertans are made available, I think that could change a lot, or at least for a reasonable price. If those guys aren't made available, then it seems like we're going to have some pretty limited action. I mean, we saw what it took. Also, just like how difficult things are for Houston that it took like this four-team trade that Dan like <laughs> clearly worked out ahead of time and great job there to actually get something that worked for everybody. But Oh, no, I, I didn't actually do that ahead of time. I just did that real quick on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, and, he, and even that, I mean, that's a lot to give up for Houston for Robert Covington and you're losing Capella. I don't know that I would have done that deal if I were Houston. I am getting under the Dax. The Dax. Uh, I mean, they weren't that far above the Dax. I mean, they got rid of any possibility. Like, the, the Capella possibility will kind of hang over them otherwise, but... Sure. Well, it opens up the. They still have their mid level exception. So if they right. can get like that level yeah. below the tax, there's a real bonus there. Yeah. Um, I have a takeaway that's actually somewhat the opposite of Danny's, kind of maybe. Uh, so, like Robert Covington, Marcus Morris, Andre Guadal, we talk all the time about the scarcity of wings like those guys. And there are three good ones very available, seemingly, at the deadline. Like, to me, that's yeah. a big number of them. Remains to be and seen Jake how available too. Covington really is. I mean, obviously, okay. for. For, for that type first. of a return, I, I, yeah, great. I wasn't expecting to send it. Well, this, if, this is also a you know a, a team uh, run by somebody who didn't acquire him, right? He inherited him. I'm not sure there's the connection. I think he's going to be pretty available. I mean, you know who originally signed Robert Covington? Good point. Out of college, uh, I, if, if Danny, if the Portland offer had been all that was on the table, would you have taken that? Yeah, probably. What was that again? That was, just so we remember. Oh, oh, that was Simons and a first. No, or, I don't think or I a top four protected this year's pick. This year's pick top four protected. I'm relying a lot on other people's draft analysis, like people saying that this draft sucks. Oh, like, I became a lot more willing to do this when I was watching college games yesterday. <laughs> um, that would have been tough. I I think that Covington for me, like it might be me overvaluing him. I acknowledge that, and he might not fit the timeline for Minnesota. But just having an adult in the room defensively for them is really does bring some value so i don't think i would do that and and i'm i'm also lower i'm higher on covington and lower on simon so i probably would not have that i thought you were talking about would i have accepted the deal without the third first round pick and the answer was yes but hey trevor ariza is a 16 year nba veteran he would be very adult in the room dan anything else that stuck out to you Uh, well for the bucks in particular I, i think they're worth talking even a little more about because they're such a prime contender uh, this is going to be another chance to relitigate the Malcolm Brogdon trade because they have this nice asset in the Pacers pick that will do absolutely nothing to help them this postseason. And it is a very short list of players who would be worth that pick because they're so good. It's hard to crack their rotation. You know, yeah. so to find a player good enough to actually help them, it, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, the guy I love for them is Bogdanovich, but if the Kings don't think that that's enough ammo to get him, then, or he's not really available, then, you know, are you going into the, you know marcus morris see i love morris for them yeah maybe and i kind of regret not pushing harder for it yeah and there is some value in terms of keeping morris away from the la teams who are your primary competitors Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it all is going to be fascinating here between iguodala morris potentially covington and you know a lot of these teams have some of these same needs philly clippers lakers um they're all going to be competing with another bucks to some extent too. I mean, those, I think really the arms race between those four teams who I would probably still view as the four biggest championship contenders, all of whom have assets, most of whom have matching salary, but some don't. Uh, and to see how much those teams are going to throw in who they value the most, whether it becomes an, a, a a question of who, do we want the number one guy on our list and we're willing to throw in everything to get him or are we okay with getting the third guy and not giving up as much that's going to be really fascinating uh and you could throw rose and maybe bogdanovich and as another guy that some of those teams may be trying to go after as well so it really seems like there's you know kind of six guys out there 
and those four teams, all of whom are going to be willing to upgrade, and that's going to be absolutely fascinating. I think, and the Blazers are then an interesting wild card in that wing mix if they really do think the same way that I did in terms of we need to get a long term option in here using this exp- these expiring contracts we have. Yeah, that seems like yeah. I guess the expiring contract matching salary aspect is an interesting one as opposed then, to do they want to just wait use until the, the being able to use the full MLE as opposed to using cap space. I think another like we've talked about this a lot, but you know it became clear again here the idea that you could use a first to not only get off bad salary but also you know get an upgrade the rest of the season. The only deal that even technically falls into that category would be Meli for Bielitsa, and even that one, it's a fake first that's really two seconds. Yeah, well, the uh, the Ariza uh, Crowder trade also. Yeah, that, I mean that one. It's a little different because you're not they're not taking on long term salary. Not long term, no. Uh, most realistic trade that was agreed to. I mean, I'm going to go. For, oh, go ahead. The See, we finally got a talking over. Now we got two. Yeah, we, we're, in, we're in rhythm now. The four for two aspect is pretty unrealistic, but the Knicks-Lakers trade feels like the framework of something that could get good done. Yeah, so that was basically Kuzma for Morris. Yep. Uh, yeah, and, and Reggie Bullock and Avery Bradley also swapping out there. My um, my most realistic one is one that didn't get done, which is uh, Deadman to the Hawks, I think makes a lot of sense. You guys were pretty close. Uh, and I think maybe they could find a way to, to get over that very small difference and find a way to make it a little more presentable. Yeah, that might be true. Sixers getting D-Rose, I think, is one that it, he seems like. Do, do they seem like the most likely Rose destination to you guys? I don't know. That kind of exacerbates their Ben Simmons problems, doesn't it? A little but they still need one more like real pick and roll ball handler, though. Are, are we counting Detroit as a a place, or if he's traded, most likely? Yeah, I think Pistons yeah. keeping him is most likely. Yeah, now that that might be true, and I I think not by the, the, the six. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you one that I liked a lot was the Grizzlies Hark, trading Harkless for Courtney Lee. You like I like Dallas using that expiring contract to get somebody who helped them. It could be a multi year contract, but it could also be a single year. That was one that I, I particularly liked. I'm not saying it's the most realistic, especially because Moharkos got traded twice in this, but it was one that I thought made a lot of sense from a from a foundational standpoint. How about uh, Knicks trading Dennis Smith to the T-Wolves? Like, yeah, I like that one. I mean, team needs a point guard. Dennis Smith seems to have run out of favor with the Knicks and vice versa. That one makes some sense. It might be a little more challenging in real life to match salary since they were doing that through the other deal. Mm. Yeah. You mean we never the had Deus a Shabazz the Napier Deus tape, right? that was the the Robert Covington <laughs> trade for the Timberwolves. <laughs> Correct. Shabazz Napier never came up. He he could be an interesting player to get moved at the deadline. So outside of the four teamer, most unrealistic one. I guess the the Clippers Iguodala one too would probably be up there for my most realistic for the twenty twenty one and twenty three Detroit seconds at Harkless. Maybe the Hornets take you on Whiteside and and give you up on Cody Zeller, like. How much cap space do they really need this summer? I agree they could probably do better than Zeller in the free agency, but that doesn't mean they'll necessarily try. Could be a big years, not dollar problem if it actually... It also just enables them to not pay as much for their roster next year if they wanted to do that. True. Um, what about the Drummond deal? That oh, was, yeah. Uh, I, I feel I, I was really torn as the Pistons to do it for just that fake OKC 2022 first that's lottery protected and also then turns into 2024 and 2025 second rounders. But I mean, as me, I was ultimately okay doing that to get off of that drum and player option for next year and could potentially now have some more space, take on some bad money, really start the rebuild. But 
that seemed like maybe the Pistons that just wouldn't be enough for them. Oh, see, for me, I think it's the other side. Of, <laughs> I, I, it's, I it's, it's a good deal, right? I, right. No, I think it's a good deal. We're just talking realistic, though. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chris Haynes reported that the Hawks are kind of out of the Andre Drummond business now. So, yeah, but that could be. I mean, if that's that price is pretty low. I mean, it pretty likely going to be. Uh, because the assumption when that yeah. that was first reported is that it would be the Brooklyn 2020 first right. is the value going back, and right now that looks like that could very easily be the 15th pick. Yeah, um, I think yeah. there was also talk that Drummond really wanted an extension uh, along with that trade, and so it, it makes a lot of sense, right? I'm not saying this is an unbalanced or like trade. It it just seems like the things you're hearing are these teams aren't going to do that. Which, yeah. which we only know because it made so much sense that they talked extensively and then realized, <laughs> yeah, you know what? We're not quite there. Yeah. I mean, generally, if it gets reported that like these teams are having substantial talks about a guy, like that's like by the main reporters, there's some legs to that generally. Yeah. Um, so any other just macro thoughts on the market here? I had one and it's something I uh, ended up being involved in myself, which is whether teams are going to go after pending restricted free agents. I, I think this is going to be a very tepid market. And it, well, you know, like the Sixers getting Wancho and Malik Beasley and some of those guys, like, I wonder if, if teams are going to be proactive, but if they are, it could end up working out really well for them. Yeah. Do, I mean, do you think that Denver would just not do that for the returns, which was basically, you know, Minnesota second for Beasley and what was it for Hernan Gomez? It was the... It was a couple of seconds, seconds, one of which is probably going to be pretty good, but not until 2023. Yeah. I mean, the one thing is, you know, Denver sits right now approximately 28 million under the luxury tax for 2020-21. I guess that is including uh, Jeremy Grant's player option, which he'll presumably opt out of. But, you know, even reasonable prices for Hernan Gomez and and Beasley still might be too much for them, assuming they re-sign Grant and maybe Mason Plumlee. And sign-in trades are really hard in that context. Although the hard cap would not be a big issue. I guess they wouldn't be hard cap <laughs> if they were sending the them out and signing trade. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that's about all I got here, unless anyone else uh, really w- was well, struck by anything. Well, one team that I think is a big wild card is the Nets. Uh, they didn't make a single deal. Uh, and even as comments about we need another piece, Kyrie Irving kind of said it could wait to the summer. And you can see a lot of the ways that would make sense. But they have so many interesting players. I'm not sure what direction they want to go. Do they want to get a little better this season? Is it all about waiting for Durant to come back? They, they could go in so many different directions and have so many interesting pieces. Uh, they could be a much bigger player in reality than they were in this. Yeah, I think if they had anybody in their rearview mirror as far as making the playoffs, that might be the case. But it seems like they're kind of, well, so, if I were that, them, it, I'd be in more of a holding pattern. Maybe, but, you know, somebody like Joe Harris, if they say, you know, we're probably not going to want to pay to keep Joe Harris, we'd rather get an asset now and send him to a team that could use him now, and we're still going to make the playoffs. Like, there's just so many directions, up or down, they could go right now, because they're safe to make the playoffs, probably, anyway. Yeah, that makes sense. I thought that Dallas, with that Golden State second, they ended up not using that, to my recollection. That's right. Correct. Isn't it? Yeah. Now, they've had some success, you know, with Jalen Brunson picking in that range. So, you know, you might want to just use the pick, obviously. That's not the end of the world. Uh, I mean, but part, I do part think of the they have. Yeah. Part of the challenge for Dallas, too, is, I mean, the Mavericks are very deep. And, and yeah. so, how many players are available that are worth that pick? Yeah. In this scenario, to be able to get Harkless, you know, if they'd given up that Golden State second, they probably weren't going to do much better. I think we agreed that that was too much for them to give up for Iguodala. So, that's if they're not going to give that up for Iguodala then I'm not sure where you go after that. I think they, if I remember right, they were willing to give it up for Iguodala, but it was just, it was two seconds for Iguodala. It was a better offer. Oh yeah, maybe that's right. 
Uh, all right. Well, thanks, guys. This was awesome. And KP, he's doing a lot of awesome work uh, for ESPN Insider. He'll be wrapping up, I'm sure, every single trade deal. Uh, Dan doing great work at NBC as well. Anytime there's some news, you always want to see uh, what Dan's take is is on it. And uh, Danny has plenty of time to promote his stuff on every other episode of Dunked On that we do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks again, guys. This is fun. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.